So before we dive in today, I wanted to make sure and let you guys know that um, my guest today, Lydia, she is the founder of Gentle Loving Sleep, and she has a course that teaches moms all about how to use gentle sleep training with their little ones. And she has offered the whole first section of her course for free to the listeners of the self-care show. So if you'd like to check that out, um, head on over to the show notes. The link is in the description for the podcast and down at the bottom, you'll see where you can go to get the first section of her course for free. So I didn't want you to miss out on that. I'm so excited for this interview. She shares so much just wisdom and goodness and a lot of her own story for learning how to get her own kids to sleep and how she got on this journey. So um, I hope you enjoy it. You're listening to The Self-Care Show with Kylie Nelson, a podcast that makes self-care and mental wellness doable for busy moms. Here you will find the tips, tools, and strategies to live a joyful, present, and fulfilled life, even on the hard days. I'm a mama to a busy toddler, a licensed therapist, and the owner of Fulfilled Motherhood, a counseling and coaching practice for pregnancy, postpartum, and beyond. Self-care and mental health are some of my favorite things. I'm excited to share with you about them here. Let's dive in. So today on the self-care show, we have Lydia here with us. She's here to talk to us all about um, sleep and things to help our kids get to sleep. So Lydia has been a certified gentle sleep coach since 2016, and she's the creator of the Gentle Loving Sleep online course. She's helped over a thousand families and is passionate about spreading her message of gentle sleep coaching to moms who feel stuck between waiting it out and crying it out. She knows firsthand that you can make changes and work towards better and more independent sleep and that you don't have to totally turn off your instincts to do it. Um, this sounds like it's going to be so helpful and I'm so excited for us to dive in today. So Lydia, can you just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this, like how you became a gentle sleep coach? Yeah, of course. Hello. Um, so I have two kids and when my daughter was born seven and a half years ago, I always say like she rocked our world because she was not what we were expecting at all. All my friends and family and everybody who had had babies um, before me or around the same time were like, oh, the first few months are great. They just eat, sleep, and poop. You can take them <laughs> anywhere. Like they'll you just put them down. They sleep like it's great. And so that's what I was expecting, but that's not what I got. Um, yeah. she, she came out screaming. Um, and nobody could hold her but me. Like my husband couldn't hold her. She would just lose her mind. She knew what she wanted and what she wanted was me. And she was willing to just hold out until she got it. Um, so there was no putting her down. There was there was no peaceful baby sleep. Um, and she was a very alert baby. She, like everybody at the hospital was like, I've never seen a newborn. So like awake and alert and aware of what's going <laughs> on. And maybe you've had a baby like that. Um, and um, so, you know, we just kind of went with it. And the first couple of weeks I slept with her on my chest because it's the only way she would sleep. 
And I kept thinking like, okay, you know, like she's a brand new baby. Like, this is fine. This is fine. It's normal. It's okay. And I kept waiting for it to get a little bit better. Um, and it really just never did. And mm -hmm. so we ended up in this you know, kind of just accidental co-sleeping bed sharing type of situation. It was never our plan, but it was like, okay, we're getting sleep. Like, it's fine. And um, like I said, again, I'm like waiting for like, okay, eventually she'll sleep two or three hours at a time. Like eventually two or three hours is what I was hoping for. Like, right. Yeah. And I mean, we were like getting 45 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes type of stretches. Oh and, man. I bet that oh, was really God. difficult. It was in, it wasn't like looking like if I really think about it, I'll start to cry because it was so intense and so difficult. Yeah. And over the months and months of this straining on my marriage strain, like, you know, I had a lot of resentment towards my husband because he like, it wasn't that he didn't help. He couldn't help because yeah. it didn't work. And then he's resentful towards me, you know, and, and even like towards our daughter, because we didn't have time to just have a conversation or watch a movie. Like, and this just went on and on and on and on. And um, my husband was very, I always like to say this, like he's not like a, you know, one of those jerky husbands. Like he was very supportive. He knew I was doing the best I could and we just mm -hmm. didn't know what else to do. And yeah. we were just trying to make the best of it. So this went on for 18 months with her sleeping with us, um, nursing all night long. Um, and really even like the night sleep wasn't that big of a, of a deal. Um, cause I learned how to kind of just sleep and latch her on and, you know, that type of thing. The biggest issue for us was that I couldn't get her down for bed and even, and just get a couple hours. I would, mm. I would just at the bottom of the stairs waiting for her to wake up. Um, so we couldn't watch a movie. We couldn't even watch a 30 minute show. We could, couldn't have a conversation or to take like nothing. It was yeah. just, just constantly, um, just kind of feeling stressed and, um, deprived of you know every like you, you do self-care like forget it like I there was not there was none of that yeah you couldn't do anything for yourself or even like probably have an intimate moment with your husband because you right. were, always had to be like ready to go so you could right. never relax right exactly could never relax that's perfectly put um yeah. so around 18 months we discovered this kind of like gentle middle of the road type approach because I was, I was stuck. Like I say, this is why I'm passionate about what I do because I felt so stuck. Everybody on like one side was saying like, Oh, it's fine. It's normal. You're, she's not going to be sleeping with you. And she goes to high school. Like it'll be fine. And then on the other side, everyone was saying, just put earplugs in and go sit in the basement while she cries herself to sleep. And neither one of those things sounded good to me. So I just, I felt so stuck. And that's not a good feeling to have to, you know, good place to be. Um, and so when I kind of found this middle of the road approach that was like, hey, you can do things and you don't have to keep going the way you're going and you don't have to leave her alone. Um, I was like, yes, this is perfect. And so, you know, we did it. We went through the process and it was completely life changing, like completely um, just, I, 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 it's just incredible. Um, and so that's when I really was like, I have got to tell people about this because I know I'm not the only one in this situation. Um, and so it took a few years and I went through the process to be certified and trained and, you know, go through the, all the stuff. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so I've been doing it now for like four and a half years and I love it. That is really awesome. I know. So my son is 
he's like two and a half oh, now. Yeah. And he, um, he was also like very much like kind of attached to me all the time. Yeah. Um, we co-slept for about like seven months and it was mm -hmm. always my plan to not co-sleep because <laughs> I used to teach people about safe sleep before I became oh, a no. parent. Um, <laughs> But we just, we couldn't sleep. And so we right. just had to do it. And then um, we tried to transition him to his crib and eventually we got him there, but we tried all kinds of different things. Like we tried, we never tried re the full cry it out because I just couldn't do it. But I remember like going back and forth between all these different things, just trying to figure out what was going to work. Um, right. And now even still, like we put him to bed awake and I hold his hand for a little bit and I tell him good night and then I leave and it works for us. But it sounds like you're able to really help families kind of come up with a plan so they don't have to go through all this like extensive trial and error and trying all these different things. Like you can help them come up with a plan and make a few tweaks that's going to work for them yeah. more quickly. Right. Yeah, absolutely. The There's so many different steps. And like I always tell people, there's a lot of sleep science and like, you know, there, there, there's general philosophies, but there's a lot of wiggle room to adapt things. Like, do you want to move faster? Do you want to move slower? How's your baby responding? Like, what are they like, you know what I mean? Because babies aren't robots. And I say that all the time. I wish it were as simple as just plug in this XYZ formula and out comes a sleeping baby. Yeah. Um, there, but you know, there, there is a lot of wiggle room and different families have different goals and you know, all of that. Yeah. Hey mama, do you find yourself feeling anxious, frustrated, tired, or overwhelmed most days? Do you feel like you're always taking care of everyone else and you never have any time for yourself? Whenever you hear the word self-care, do you think, I don't have time for that? If you answered yes to any of those questions, you're not alone. This is exactly what I help moms with during my three-month coaching package. If you want to learn ways to feel more calm, relaxed, peaceful, and grounded, this is for you. If you want to learn from someone who's a busy mom, just like you, who's gone through her own postpartum journey, who's overcome anxiety and depression and heals relationships in her life, this is for you. Head on over to Instagram find me at fulfilledmotherhood.co and send me a DM so we can book a free no obligation discovery call to see if this is something you'd like to do. I want to help you get to your fulfilled motherhood mama. I want to help you feel happy, joyful, and peaceful each day instead of feeling stressed and overwhelmed. So what would you say um, if you were just going to share like a couple things that are really important for parents to think about whenever it comes to their babies and to getting them to sleep, what would some of those be? So the first thing I always start with is I want to look at the schedule and we don't have to be like crazy, super, you know, scheduled. They have to nap at this time and this time. Although some babies really do require that type of rigidity because that's just, you know, they, they have very, um, small wake windows, like small periods of time where they're ready to receive sleep. Mm -hmm. um, so the I first- I think my son is one of those babies. Yeah. We have to do nap time at like one or one thirty every day. Yeah, it's got, you've got to be very specific. Um, so I like to talk about the schedule and the wake windows and like, you know, finding, you know, when you look at the range of normal and then see what's currently happening 
And then where do we need to tweak and adjust? Some people, if they have babies um, that are like mine, more alert, they don't mm -hmm. give sleepy cues. Like a lot of the books are like, oh, you know, just wait for those sleepy cues. They rub their eyes, their eyebrows turn red or they zone out and whatever. And like with my daughter, I was like, I don't, she doesn't act sleepy. She'll be, you know, a newborn. She was up for four hours. Um, and I was like, I don't understand. And then she would just hit that wall and just lose it and be hysterical. Um, yeah. So I would say wake windows are super important to find out when your baby is ready to receive sleep. And you can't always rely on sleep cues because sometimes when they give them, they're already overtired. And there's nothing worse than trying to get an overtired baby to sleep. Um, so I would, I would say that's, that's an important piece. Even if you're not ready to sleep train, even if you're like, you know what, I'm still going to nurse my baby to sleep or I'm going to rock my baby to sleep. Like that's fine if that's what you want to do. But if you can, especially that last window of the day, that bedtime window is the most important window because if your baby's overtired or undertired, they're going to struggle to fall asleep or stay asleep or sleep long enough. And yeah. So if we can minimize that, that's going to go a long way. So whenever you talk about sleep windows, do those differ like based on how old the baby yeah. is? Yeah, absolutely. And I was actually thinking I have something um, in my course. I mean, you can find this anywhere. You can Google anything. Um, but I can make that available to your audiences, you know, like a download or something, you know, just oh, kind yeah. of like, my, you know, the, the, the ranges that I teach. Um, you know, and there's so much that goes into it. Some babies have the same window every single, you know, every single, you know, between, I should say, between every single sleep. Some have a shorter window and then it gets a little longer, a little longer as the day goes. There's so many variations, but it's at least a starting point to be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing or, uh-oh, that's, I wasn't aware of that at all. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely, um, put the link for that up so people okay. can get it yeah, and, kind of have a chance to try some of this stuff out and then yeah. um, definitely check out your course too to get the full picture because it yeah. sounds like there's a lot that goes into it. But if you get yeah. all the pieces, it can be pretty simple. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So what was the other thing you were going to so share with us I, today? The other thing I wanted to talk about too um, is – everybody hears, sorry, this is probably a little bit different than maybe what we, we had talked about before, but it just kind of came to me and it seems yeah. like the, the next step. Um, everybody has heard about, I'm sure, drowsy but awake, like put your baby down, drowsy but awake. And that can mean different things to different people. Mm -hmm. And the way I teach is it's not your job to like get your baby drowsy. Cause sometimes people will come into my program um, before they've gone through all the material. They'll be like, okay, so I want the bedtime to be 7.30 and I'm, you know, I'm rocking the baby until I see them start to get drowsy and then I put them down. Um, what happens a lot of the time is that the baby gets really upset because they were almost asleep in your arms and they're like, what the heck dude? Like this wasn't, this wasn't the plan. Um, and so it can create more crying and more frustration for everybody. So that's also why I talk about the wake windows. So it's not your job to get your baby drowsy. What's getting your baby drowsy is that you've, you've nailed the timing. Like you're putting them down when their body is like open and ready to receive sleep. Um, and they've had a consistent routine and like all of this stuff. They're awake. They're awake and aware. Um, you're not, you're not waiting for their heavy eyes and then you're putting them down at that point. I say like, if you think of sleep on a scale of one to 10 with one being awake and 10 being asleep, 
we're really looking at like a seven. And okay. a lot of times people are putting their babies down at like an eight and a half or a nine. And they're like, you know, they, they just roll over and fall right to sleep. And so it sounds like it's really good, but then they're like, but I don't understand why they keep waking up. I don't understand why they, you know, why they can't put themselves back to sleep. And it's because they really haven't mastered that skill and they really need to master it at bedtime. It's the easiest time to learn. And then a percentage of babies will really start to figure it out really pretty easily in the middle of the night. But then 50 to 60% of babies won't. That's the other thing. Sometimes people are like, well, my baby is putting themselves to sleep at bedtime, but they're still waking up, you know, however many times a night. And that's because they also need to learn how to do it in the middle of the night as wow. well. So you said 50 to 60% of babies will need like extra help learning yeah. how to fall asleep in the middle of the night too. Like they won't yes. just get it from bedtime. They won't just get it from bedtime. Right. That is so different than what you hear, like, because right. you hear if you put your baby down awake, they'll be able to go back to sleep. And so right. that's so interesting. Yeah. And it, it's true for a percentage of babies, but not yeah. all babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we've got to, we've got to do both. Um, and that's why all of that, plus the schedule piece, plus the nighttime feeding, which I know that we, we talked about and consistency, all of this, everything plays a part. And so with the nighttime feeding, I like to make sure people know you don't have to necessarily night wean if you don't feel ready. I don't, I don't do sleep training before six months, um, first of all. But you know, there are some doctors that will say by six months, you know, you need to stop your feeding, um, and maybe that's okay for your baby, and maybe that's appropriate for, like I said, a robot baby. Like maybe on paper. Yeah, you know, they don't need it. But if they've been used to being fed two or even three times or more a night, like you can't just stop that because they're going to wake up and feel hungry. And again, that's more crying. And we're always trying to minimize the crying. Mm -hmm. um, so so by working with dream feeds, which if you don't know, are feeds that are initiated by the parent. And it sounds it sounds weird. And it sounds scary. And everybody always like, resist that when they hear it, but it works almost all the time. And what it does is it allows you to be consistent in your approach when the baby does wake up so that you mm -hmm. can coach them as I teach you to coach your baby and, um, and help them back to sleep without relying on rocking them back to sleep or feeding them back to sleep. If you know you're not like hunger, isn't the reason why you're awake. You're awake because it's a normal partial arousal. Everybody has and you just yeah. don't know how to put yourself back to sleep. So let's help you learn how to do that. So with the dream feeds, that would be like you would go in at certain times. So like maybe like right before you went to bed. Exactly. And maybe like one other time in the night if yeah. you've been feeding throughout the night that you would right. plan. So you yeah. would just feed the baby and put your baby back down, hopefully yeah. without them waking up. Is yes, exa okay. exactly. Fingers crossed. It does usually work. And, and, and sometimes when the baby does wake up, when you put them back down, it just takes a, you know, a couple minutes, like, you know, a hand on their chest or a quick pat on their butt and a shh. And they're like, oh, okay. And they go back to sleep. Probably because um, their bellies are full too. So it's right. Like, so they're not them. hungry and you know, all of that. So usually it works pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some really helpful tips, some things that I think I would have really benefited from when my son was little because we <laughs> we tried everything. He was also, um, and he still is to this day, just mm -hmm. a really awake and alert kid. He's 
he's only ever fallen asleep like on his own on the couch one time in his whole little life awake and active and doing things and so he just he relies on us to tell him okay it's time to take a nap or it's time to go to bed and so it sounds like um like your course would be really helpful for kids like that who can be kind of confusing for parents who are like you're running around and playing are you really tired Right, exactly. And for those types of kids, you do have to rely more on the clock because they don't tell you when they're tired until they're overtired. Yeah. And then yeah. it's like chaos. Yeah. And some kids may give sleepy cues, but their parents are missing them because they're really subtle. Or yeah. if they have other children in the house um, and they're, you know, there's things going on, lights are on, their TV is on, or whatever is going on, and the baby's getting the message that I have to stay awake. So they get this rush of cortisol that's like mini adrenaline that gives them that second win that we see, especially with toddlers, yeah. um, you know, that like wild thing, <laughs> you know, when your mother-in-law is like, oh, they're not tired. Let them stay up. And it's like, oh, no, oh, no, <laughs> they're really overtired. Yeah. yeah. So um, let us know where can we find you and where can we find your course then? Yeah, so, yeah. So my website is gentlelovingsleep.com everything, you know, more about me in the course you can purchase there. Um, I'm on Instagram at gentle loving sleep. And then I'm really the best place though, is my Facebook group, not my page, my group. And it's also just gentle loving sleep. So you can just search groups Gentle loving sleep, or I can send you a link. Um, I don't know how you, how you do that. Yeah, but that I can put the link up on the show notes page too. Is yeah. this just like a free group that anybody yeah, can it's join? A free, it's a free group. Anybody can join. I do videos in there every week and, you know, post people can ask questions. Um, yeah, it's a really active, uh, really good group. That sounds like that would be a great place for people to connect with you and learn more about yeah. you and then be able to jump on over and get your course whenever yeah. they're ready. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much um, for coming on today and for sharing these tips. I know they're going to be really helpful and help people get their little ones to sleep, which is so important. So important. Thank you so much. This week's show is over, but we don't have to stop hanging out here. Head on over to Instagram and find me at fulfilledmotherhood.co. That's at fulfilledmotherhood.co. I post tips, inspiration, and just stories from my life there each week, and I'd love for you to come over and join me. Mm-hmm.